Now we're recording video. What up, what up? Recording. How's it going? How's it going? Good, good. How's everybody doing? Great. How are you, Justin? Good, good. It's uh it's been nuts. It's too wild hard. time. Wild time we're living in. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in the restaurant industry, so I'm out of work. <laughs> you know? Oh Jesus! I'm, I'm here. I'm here You're trying like to stay toast. busy. You're toast yeah, until like August. Yeah. Oof. Oh God. Feeling for you. Yeah. God, man. Yeah. But luckily, we're gonna bounce back pretty good. It's a brunch spot, and uh, oh, like nice. we're already like before this, we were slammed every day and night. Like, you know. So you get it back. Yeah, it'll come right back, and it's going to yeah. be good. I'm looking forward to that influx of everybody wanting to get out of the house and just... Just, just getting some hot, hot brunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you thought bottomless mimosas were popular before. You were mistaken. <laughs> no shit. No oh, shit. Yeah. Can we swear so on much this? Money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give me demerits, Justin. <laughs> I just have to click uh, explicit content on YouTube as yeah, I upload you. this or something. Oh, that'll, that'll hurt the iTunes rating. That'll headache yeah. you more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just barely got iTunes to start working again. Um, I've been, I've been using Spotify for it, for the podcast for like since the beginning, I think. And then, yeah. and um, I changed uh, thumbnail images in my, on my website where the RSS is coming from. Yeah. And, it was too big for iTunes and it just canceled updating and didn't tell me. <laughs> so for like the oh, longest God. time, I just wasn't even looking at it. And I was like, Jeez. why are my iTunes numbers Girl. non-existent? Oof. Talk about uh, the forgotten wasteland at this point. Yeah. 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 So I just brought it back up and it's like, still people aren't really using it. I think everybody got used to Spotify. Yes. Took absolutely. Over. Totally took over. I know. They made yeah. it way too easy. They made it poor, way too easy. Poor Apple. Am I right? <laughs> and they had to get rid of uh, iTunes entirely. Like it's... those poor bastards. <laughs> How are they ever going to survive? Yeah, oh. for real, dude. For real. Mm. I wonder what well, they're doing. Are they just like <clears throat> everybody there could work from home? I know. Right? Yeah, I would yeah. assume yeah. they can like take control of our computers and our brains and make us do shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. I should hope the tech companies can figure out how to work remotely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll be all right. And if they can't, we are all just fucked. then we're really <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. There's got to be someone in Palo Alto who figured this shit out a long time ago. <laughs> uh, good luck. For real, uh, for real. How are you guys doing with um with Spotify numbers and all that? Horrible. Uh, yeah, we're oh, really. <laughs> yeah, that's, we're like we're like constantly figuring out how to boost those bad boys, and it just it. feels it feels like uh, yeah, feels like I hate it. Throwing pasta against the wall constantly and nothing sticking. Well, I, I want to get that was the time. You know, I don't I, yeah. Shit about Spotify numbers. Yeah, you know what? I guess. Yeah, <laughs> let me. I haven't. I haven't even checked. So let me. I can do this real live live time. Huh? Ooh. This is solid content. Checking Spotify artist. And it's not the thing is is like it's never horrible. If yeah. anyone is listening, it's fantastic. Exactly. And I appreciate you very much. Oh. What is horrible is oh what where we at oh god i mean i mean it's not great still but it's like this is how this is how well we're doing justin as i'm super pumped about 29 listeners and 170 streams in the last uh in the last seven days so wow you know well 
but but exactly what Chris is saying is right. It's like like he and I both have to kind of do this where we go like, okay, listen, we are doing the Lord's work. This is like <laughs> Jesus. 20... Don't say that. No, I don't have a, I don't have a Lord. <laughs> We're working. Big man no gods, upstairs. No masters. Big man slash big woman upstairs. Pumped on us listening to twenty nine people. So it, it's Gaia. cool. It's really yeah. Seriously, we are. It's we should consider ourselves lucky that that there are people who want to have us on their podcast. That people listen to the music. Yeah, we've had totally. we've had some good friends texting us the last couple of days saying that. They're they're bumping our stuff and and it's yeah. helping them through it and that's nice. It's yeah. it's been it's been good. So yeah. no, that's great. I, what, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, go go for it. Oh, oh I'm just God. saying. No, no, no. I and then no. You... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Ned, you're making it worse. <laughs> uh, no, I was just gonna say those numbers are surprising that uh because your shows are so epic. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's Thanks, nice to say. Yeah, we we as uh. I think it definitely you can tell where we've focused a lot of our energy, right? Yeah. And and I think maybe now is a time Chris and I have been kind of talking a lot, uh, like we always do, but just now more than ever calling each other and just going like, okay, what what is how do we reshape the game plan? Because we really have focused a lot on the live show, on touring, on like mm-hmm. making direct connections with people versus virtual connections with people, and 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 now is our time to figure out how to pivot and how to you know, yeah. yeah. The thing, make- the thing that sucks, what I was saying before, just to wrap that up, was like, oh, yeah. is like uh, the fact that like the number has now become the social and industry standard to decide if the music you yeah. made was good. Right? Oh, yeah. It's like, that, that's, that's what I, that's what drives me nuts, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of always been that way, though, hasn't it? Always, always. Yeah. Since, yeah. since you it could commodify music, yeah. it has mm-hmm. been that way right since you could commodify music but uh you know in this like wild west of the industry right now where like anything goes everyone's making their own records they're all doing their own shit i think that it's way less true now than ever of quality versus uh the correlation my hands are not appearing here but they're here Uh, is is quality versus um you know quantity of listeners you know what i mean like because there's so much amazing music that like you know we're just so um we're so um what's the word congested yeah all the time it's like it's crazy Mm -hmm. that's what i hate that's what i hate i hate that feeling of going nuts that i'm doing something wrong because i you know i you know the because something's not working actually hasn't been right right yeah exactly exactly yeah and it's i mean it's the name of the game of of music these days and and really any art is just like the the world is constantly evolving and so it's it's less about catching up and more about getting ahead and trying to figure out where like how to how to kind of meet the train where it's going instead of running after the train you know and so it's so it's i think that's probably where a lot of our energy and time is going to be going here in the next well and i think uh, i think ned and i are pretty old school with how we run kind of run you know, sorry party is like, we still are firm believers that like the internet presence is completely necessary. You have to do it. And and it's an incredible way to connect with like fans and people more than ever. Mm. But like we're old school in the sense of like, we also truly believe that like, you know, nothing, nothing is better than just getting in the van and doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing will ever beat that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And so like, that's how we run our ship, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of. 
Yeah, some people are fed by looking at their phone and looking at Instagram and seeing how many likes they're getting. And, and we are fed by like getting out and having any number of people at a show yeah. come up and go like, whoa, that was yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Like that's, that is the shit that, that makes us feel alive, you know, rather yeah. than like, uh, I don't know, the, the kind of Instagram gratification scrolling kind of stuff but it's totally. it's that's i don't mean to say that as like belittling that or or no, whatever of course it's just, not. no you know it's it, kind of the beauty of the situation we are in right now as musicians artists any any you know comedy podcasting i mean literally anything mm-hmm. right like uh it is there is absolutely no rules right everyone's trying to get to the island over there yeah. and like doesn't matter how you get there you just get there somehow and for some people it's getting in the van others it's running their website from their home and never playing a live show and like that's <laughs> great because at the end of the day as consumers and listeners of music like we're all winning you know mm-hmm. either way you know what i mean so it's like okay yep. i can kind of get behind that oh 100 but there's like there's that difference between like like ned you said not to you know not to talk shit about that kind of that demographic but there's a difference mm-hmm. between um like an influencer and an artist like you know totally. somebody not paying attention to the numbers just cranking out content and which that word is driving me crazy lately <laughs> me too dude i totally uh, with that like we have to like it seems like we have to use it at this time but like yeah hate it like when when did we decide that it's content and not like work or like arts or <laughs> yeah. any of the other words we yeah. used before before streaming services and before uh, Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing with all of this, this whole conversation, like I think one thing that Chris and I talk about a lot is like there, there is no use to like kind of screaming into the void and going like, ah, curse this fucking world right. we live in. You know, like it's not, especially for us as artists, like you could waste your whole career doing that and trying to like pound the the world for being the way that it is right now. But that's not, it doesn't, that doesn't compute. It doesn't yield any fruit. And and so, so for us, it's more about kind of, like I said, trying to figure out how to pivot and how to embrace it. And then also try to compromise and, and meld our, what we are fed by. Cause ultimately like art is, is both, uh, unselfish and selfish and uh, and so like for us the selfish part is getting that high of like throwing the fuck down at a live show and and I mean that both figuratively and literally and making those emotional connections and and then you know but also trying to figure out how to do the virtual thing because there is a lot of there there's so much use in that and ways of connecting with people who are across country you know across the world and, and getting to yeah, it's a, it, it also is like, it's nice finding the joy in the person who emails us from the UK to go like, hey, just want to reach out, like, great fucking job. You guys are killing it. I can't believe, you know, more people don't know about you. Like, that's a, it's a fun, that's a fun oh message to get. Of, that's what of, I can't everyone, believe. Oh my yeah. God, I know. <laughs> that's gotta be oh, I'm going to write a book when, I, when I'm going to write a book one day called, <laughs> I can't believe more people don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah, bruh, been here the whole fucking time. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> tell me about it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yep. And it, yeah, so it's, and, it, and you're definitely not going to get to the people who can spread you across the internet by cursing the internet. You know? no, of course. Well, it's so, it's so saturated now. Everybody has everything. a mic. Everybody has... Yeah. Uh, the ability to record and 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 broadcast in yeah. any way, shape, or form. So it's just even harder now to to sift through it all. Right. Yeah. 
And on the other coin, I find literally new bands that I fucking love, like literally every day. You know, oh, yeah. I found like new bands every day yeah. from like fucking Idaho oh, that I never would have found in another <laughs> life. You know, you're like, oh my God, these guys are rock. Well, how are you just in Idaho, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found a few in Idaho too because um, it, it got postponed till September, but uh, I'm covering with uh, Jeanette. Uh, nice. What's it called? Tree Fort Fest. Yeah, dude. Tree, Tree Fort is awesome. Amazing. Yeah, so we're going to cover that. It's my favorite festival in the country. It, really? Oh, I, oh this yeah. is my oh, yeah. first time hearing about it. Oh, I didn't dude. realize. Oh, I was yeah. like, what is Boise? What's going on in Boise? And, uh, a ton of great lot. Damn. Yeah. yeah, they have some ton good of great stuff. Bands. Yeah, we found out about it about, what, what, six years ago, five years ago now. We were playing up in Oakland, and we shared the stage with this really killer band called Marshall Pool. They're badass. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're Poole, Yeah, shout out Marshall Pool. Uh, and they, <laughs> this show, it was it was it's a house show in oakland and it is very cool but it's a little too cool um <laughs> but that's not it's not too cool that's not true but it, it's like it's kind of got that thing where you go like oh man i feel i feel badass for playing this baby yeah, even though there's yeah. like there's like five people in there but they got some like iguanas in in like yeah. aquarium tanks over <laughs> in the side of the room and a, like a built a stage they literally built that day for us to be yeah. on and we were playing with this band. Uh, we were touring with this band that we had brought on with us, and they showed up something like four hours late to the gig. Oh shit! Um, and <laughs> and because they were four hours late, uh, the people wanted to kind of like maintain the sanctity of the order of the bill, and this band was supposed to be first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyway, long story short, it got to the very end of the night. Marshall Pool was supposed to be playing uh, next to last. They were kind of main support, and it was one thirty by the time. <laughs> that rolled around and, and they had to check into their hotel by, by two. Or two yeah, or, yeah oh, something like that uh, and it was across the bay it was like in san francisco yeah um and so they only had they had time to play one song and to this day chris and i use this uh this term all the time where they're i think it was their lead singer writer yeah writer yeah, writer well their guitar player and one of their singers yeah. uh writer and he he went like well we're just gonna jesus this shit and they like loaded their <laughs> stuff they loaded their stuff on stage and they threw down their heaviest fucking song it was so sick like three minutes long and everybody we were like it was like our band just standing there going like oh yeah like we were all just like <laughs> hair blown back it literally just threw down they jumped off stage and left and it was badass and then they housed us when we were touring through boise and you know it was yeah there's a lot of cool shit going on in boise all that to say and and marshall pool really turned us on to boise kind of ahead of time like we we caught the tree fort thing about three years before everybody else did not to be one of those people but it's one of the benefits (laughs) oh yeah i mean they just they just have such a good selection of bands like um all the bands that will be massive in two or three years, five years, they've been playing tree fort for two years, you know, like they, they, yeah. they do a great job with that of like, yeah. and my friends saw always uh, playing at tree fort mm. uh, like five years ago, like <laughs> before anyone knew oh, wow. how they were. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. It's, it's just, no. and we've been trying to get into tree fort for a minute now. So tree fort, if you can hook it up, uh, <laughs> We got to be on that bill for two years before people start listening to us. So, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just yeah. the uh, Yeah, that, that's, 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 the that's why they're letting us on this year. That's why they're letting us on this year because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to get us on before people start listening to us. Right, so right, right. You know, Now's right. the time probably, right? Because I'm sure a lot of those bands are going to drop out. Well, like the lineup I mean, is going to change a little bit. 
we had our massive South by showcase canceled this year, and we were really bummed about that. Uh, <laughs> Thirty-five yeah. years they never canceled. We, we were going to have no, we were going to have Chris year. with us and everything. Ludo yeah, was going to do a, a mm-hmm. feature. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we were playing some select tracks from word of mouth, where yeah. I was going to rap three of the verses and Ludo was going to take one. I was take the uh, fourth. Was, so we're pretty yeah. bummed. I mean, you know, we were doing Could a been festival it. circuit mm-hmm. this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. First time playing Coachella, and we lost that. I mean, it's it's just really disappointing, honestly. So the boat's just gone. It's on the horizon. Uh, Well, yeah, it's pushed back another year. So it'll be three years before we're world famous, and we'll stop stop receiving those emails about, man, I wish more people listened to y'all. In the UK. Yeah. Do you guys ever go out there? Oh, not yet. We're really, like, it's like, I'm chomping at the bit hard. I've never been there, period. Yeah. So, like, I also want to do that. Yeah. But I also, I really, I've heard nothing but like, like a lot of people tell us like, you got to get out of the UK. Like they love the type of music you make. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. know, dude, I want to go so bad. Yeah, yeah. Europe loves LA, like LA, yes. especially in like the psych department and everything like oh, that. Yeah. But, like, and just rock and roll period. And just yeah, rock and roll. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Yeah. They, it's, and it, and it's, you know, I mean, anyone who follows rock is like well aware of the trajectory, like the, the storied past of American bands going not doing a like not really getting the numbers they want here and then going to the uk yeah. and really just like blowing the fuck up yeah and oh, so yeah. we've we've kind of like dreamt of that for a couple of years now and it's always made less sense for one reason or another than sure. other ventures and but i think we're probably going to bite the bullet here in the next couple of years i think i think we're damn it. close we're damn close to going you know yeah absolutely mm. and and we you know chris is a really talented uh booking agent and like i just if anybody could do that without having to step foot in the place it's him and so like we're gonna you know we'll be doing that before we know it i think oh, nice. fucking up inboxes for the next four months <laughs> yeah. got plenty of time yeah. uh <laughs> yeah, absolutely i can introduce you to one person at least in uh in berlin he knows Dude, I, that's he knows the where, local scene pretty go. well that's where i want to go so bad i've heard oh really <laughs> i've heard berlin is like majestic for musicians yeah majestic's the yeah word. they they uh i mean it's a word an oasis, yeah. an oasis? Uh, also a word yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've heard like they just treat musicians so yeah well. yeah, yeah we they, were... they love music so Exactly. We were in Canada and that's, and uh, that was Toronto or Montreal. No, it was Montreal. Montreal. We were in Montreal and the sound guy kind of stopped us after the show and he went like, Hey, if you, before you do anything else, you need to go to Germany. Like yeah. that. He was like, next stop for y'all should be Germany. We didn't listen to him. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he said like, <laughs> next stop should be Germany. Cause they, one, they take care of musicians like no other country. Yeah. And, mm. and two, they're just going to love you guys there. So like we, we should have, you know, if we had more money, we would have done it. But mm. my friend Tom time. and I, this past uh, couple of months, my friend Tom Mantle and I, shout out to Big Tomo Presents, booked like a bunch of Australia dates for a friend of ours, and that was like a, my first kind of foray into booking like out outside of the country, mm. uh, outside. Oh, I should say now because I've done you know Canada, and Mexico, and yep. stuff, but like outside of North America, mm. and um, uh, it's crazy how like venues outside like in australia we're treating artists so well like they're like oh yeah well you know they'll pay you flat they'll uh give you food drinks and they put you up in a hotel like that's like a stand nice you get a hotel (laughs) with every book it was crazy i was like i have dude i did literally no negotiating it's like okay all right well this is cool 
you nice. know um, did you did course. you uh did you pad that rider pretty well then <laughs> <laughs> yeah green m&ms <laughs> lots of m&ms yeah i need uh some some fireworks uh <laughs> <laughs> select cheeses from mm-hmm. around the world uh-huh. exactly yeah exactly you know that's cool australia's been killing it lately uh past events. few years i i mean i'm late to the party and i miss them at uh the echo but that band um <clears throat> amel and the sniffers oh yeah oh they're my god right now. i'm off. so mad that i missed that show but it's it sold out almost immediately yeah. and it's yeah. just one yeah. of those where i was like where have this have these guys yeah. been and mm-hmm. yeah 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 we've been we've been bumping violent soho a lot that's another another australian you know about them violent Violent soho Soho? no oh my god please my friend tom who is from australia when we saw him he was like or when he saw us at echo park rising he was like oh you guys sound a lot like violent soho Mm. um yeah really fucking cool nice would you guys play uh at echo park rising We've done six city records the last two years, two yeah. years or three years, two years. Two and they, they're years. so great, yeah. man. They're a great. A, they're a great fucking record shop yeah. run by a bunch of awesome dudes, but they, they do such a good job with Echo Park Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, every year we've played, it has been crazy packed. This last year was so fun. Yeah. I'm like oh, already yeah. looking forward to next year. I hope they have a spot. Yeah, I, I really yeah. firmly believe that's one of the best kept secrets in LA Absolutely. is, is no six doubt. cities showcase. I mean, they Absolutely. had... Uh, and Jesse, uh, uh, Jesse Clavin from, Bleached, from yeah. Bleached, which was really cool to get to play with uh, her and cool. to see her. Set was solo dope, set. Her set was, was sick, yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and just tons of other killer bands. Uh, the uh, Turtles on I, Speed. Turtles on Speed played. I always yeah. forget. Uh, Deuterella. This, yeah, Deuterella. Deuterella is so dope, yeah. Cigarette Bombs <laughs> played. Yeah. Uh, Cigarette yeah. Bombs, yeah, I know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah dude, it's been, it's been super cool in the last couple of years, so uh maybe this will get the secret out but those those guys are great and they really they really care about the local scene and really care oh, about yeah. la as a whole they're both oh, yeah. you know so right they're it's super cool, cool about artists selling records in there too like they're just all mm-hmm. about it they're 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 the good guys for sure they're yeah. the ones you want on your side yeah for sure absolutely, absolutely man absolutely yeah. i got stuck there like two years ago not at the record store i got stuck at little joy oh yeah uh, i finally found parking after oh. you know you know that good struggle luck. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I went to the Echo, and I had my backpack, I had my camera, and like a couple of lenses and stuff, and they wouldn't let me bring the backpack. Oh, in. And I was God. like, I was like, look, look inside. It's it's a it's literally camera, camera and shit. Like that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. Like just no at all. I was like, well, Weird. fuck. So I just walked Unreal. down the street to Little Joy, and they didn't give a shit. So I, just, <laughs> yeah. so I was like right up front. Yeah, Little Joy's cool, <laughs> like man. People, like they had a really good showcase too. Yeah. We gotta go to theirs this year. I always miss theirs. We yep. just played Little Joy, and I love the fucking room. The room's great. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it, it's uh, it dive hot, hot as hell. And <laughs> I cannot believe how hot it was in that room. A lot of bodies. <laughs> a lot of bodies. Awful yeah. lot of bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you good. think it looks like a lot of space, and then it quickly doesn't. It's like yeah. 20 <laughs> It's like, whoo, boy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a good spot. It's yeah, man, that's that that festival is awesome. I mean, LA. I, I really firmly believe LA has one of the best rock scenes in the country that like people don't oh, really sure. pay attention to that much right now. You know, I think like just on a national scene is not very big, but it it I think it's maybe one of those things where people go like, oh yeah, LA, we already did this, you know. Mm. But I'm I'm yeah. feeling like it's going to come back around for 
for the rock scene coming out of LA way more than the, I, I mean, was way stoked that white reaper. Are they from LA by the way? No, no, they're from Kentucky. Never mind. Yeah, well, fuck no. me. They're from yeah, Kentucky. Oh, I yeah, didn't realize that. Are, yeah. Those I dudes are from Louisville, I think. Um, wow. Um, which is also hotbed for music, but that's yeah. been, that's a storied city for yeah. music. I mean, yeah. Louisville and Lexington, both that kind of area. Yeah, I so. saw really good country music in a little dive bar there. Oh, I was cool. like, this Incredible. just family band was, they, they were playing for like 10 years. I was talking to them afterwards. I was like, how are you not, they didn't record anything. They didn't, you oh, know, man. they were just playing. And I was like, this and the singer was the guitarist's uh, daughter, and she's been in it since like she was a teenager or something, oh like since gosh. before she could get into the bars. Cool. And I'm like, this band is so solid. Why aren't you guys recording? Like, oh, we just like to play and blah blah blah. And I'm like, that's insane. All right. Yeah, that's so <laughs> cool. dope. Those people are dreams, man. Was that yeah. was it Mag was it Mag Bar where you saw? Him? No, Magnolia it was called. Um, uh, I love that bar. Uh, Third Street Dive. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, this is. It's a fun part about us is that we're like we've done so much touring. Yeah, <laughs> we like we kind of do know the bars in most cities. But, yeah, but you know that's dude. Next time you go, careers. you got to go to Mag Bar, Justin. Mm. Yeah, it's an awesome that near, dive bar. Uh, it's in Louisville. Yeah, yeah. Was it near Third Street? Because mm-hmm. like that, there was just that row, right? Of all the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, on like it's. it's Good. I just think it's it's off more like on a residential area. It mm-hmm. it's it's off a of Third Street, but I know what you're talking about. It's it's mm-hmm. in a more residential area of town. There's an awesome music store right nearby that mm-hmm. Ned and I have almost bought a bunch of crazy expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we're like, oh god, I need to get out of here. <laughs> yep. yeah. All those box sets and everything. Oh god, yeah, a couple of those. Crazy. Yeah, Portland cleaned us out that way too. We oh, bought god. too much there. Too but much. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like I'd enjoy Portland a little too much. Oh, have you never been? No, I haven't. No, oh, I've always wanted to go. Same with uh, like Seattle too. I haven't been to Seattle. Uh, both incredible cities. Uh, yeah, got a lot of cool bands in Portland too, which that's to be expected, I think. Oh yeah, People that's know about them, but well, just like you were saying that uh, L.A. is you know overlooked uh, musically so often. It's yeah, it's Portland, it's Seattle, and it's the Northeast Amazing. of all places. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Don Giovanni Records was like oh, yeah. rocking it for a while. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, yep. and it's just all that you know, Philadelphia, even Connecticut, New Hampshire. Philly right now is yeah, crazy popping off. There's so many good bands in Philly right now. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Did you guys play? Have you guys um, played uh, Johnny Brenda's? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those venues I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to go to. Yeah, I don't know if we've played it. Uh-huh. I I've played it independent of when I, I, I'm from Boston, so I used to tour on the East Coast a lot. I played mm. it when I was on the East Coast. I don't think we've played it though, Ned. No, we didn't. Kung Fu Necktie is where we were connected yeah, to. Kung Fu Necktie, Kung yeah, Kung Fu Necktie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which a bunch of my friends play there still. They're so good. Oh my God, mm-hmm. that venue's great. How about DC? Love DC. I've played yeah. the Black Cat before. Oh, uh, nice. I love DC, man. That's a great city. It's a fun city. A I'm lot a big of music. punk guy, so just like, yeah. you know, I just like, all the old school like uh punk venues still around it's cool yeah. oh yeah dc9 yeah, was probably my favorite oh dude so DC great nine. small place and they would always have like great great oh, bands that always. could be at 9 30 club but yeah playing that little place yeah. down the street always yeah. i love perfect. it perfect that's yeah, why DC i love bands sneaky. from dc they just don't give a fuck about any of that bullshit they're just like mm-hmm. they do our roots you know oh yeah i For lived sure. in um 
uh, Ian MacKay's uh, oh neighborhood. God. Oh my god! And uh, I would see him at the farmers market, and I would just like uh, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I don't know how to even start a conversation with him, Mister <laughs> MacKay. Uh, <excuse> <laughs> You guys are the reason. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, how many times does he hear that a fucking day? Of like, right. everything you did just influenced me so much. Yeah, yeah and, it's, like, and it's all true. It's all very true. That was just so funny. Yeah, like, minor threat was such a oh big God. like oh got God. me into everything from there. Like, I, I they got to me early, I think, and that and that helped. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not a what? huge Fugazi fan though. Like, I, I just, really, I didn't really like. I don't hate them. I just, uh, yeah. I didn't hot like take. them enough to, yeah, <laughs> I didn't like them enough to like really dive in. I don't know That's why. Cool. Yeah. They're just one of those that I overlooked entirely. My you fault. mean you didn't dive into the 17 song album they put out? <laughs> <laughs> How could you? <laughs> um, when did you hear me... Minor Threat for the first time? That's uh, I was probably in eighth, seventh grade. That's about when I got it too. Yeah. 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 It's crazy, right? Yeah. That like, oh my God, that floored moment. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, I was like, what is this? <laughs> People are just screaming. And then I had um, a Discord uh, uh, compilation. Nice, dude. It was just like the year and seven inches. It was um, it was uh, 81, I think. Wow. So wow. like Teen Idols, uh, State oh, of yeah. Alert. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Such great shit. Yeah. So Man. good. The punk conversation is one I have to stay out of. I just never got into all my anger and all my frustration, all that kind of like teen angst stuff went right into metal. And so I just oh, okay. like totally just like skipped over punk. I don't know. I mean, I, that's not true. I did pop punk for a long time. Nice. I was, but like, that's how I graduated. I went pop punk, screamo metal instead of, I, I never did punk, which I feel bad about. No effects was like as punk as I, I got. They're punk yeah. for sure. Legends, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, like the actual. <laughs> that's the only actual punk music that I listened to. The rest was like kind of offshoots from. Not even rancid. Uh, no, no. I like. I I, oh, I heard God. No Effects, and then I went Crazy. from No Effects to like Rufio and. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, let's see, uh, MXPX and like all those Warp Tour bands that were like mm -hmm. before before like all American rejects got that was a door. big bowling <laughs> guy for sure. Bowling for I, no, I like bowling for soup. <laughs> fine. I like bowling for soup. All right. I really, I loved Rufio. I loved, um, let's see, uh, the starting line. I really like the starting oh, line. That was so good though. Yeah. Alkaline yeah. trio is amazing. Alkaline yeah. trio is cool. Yeah. And then I went from there to like, to under oath and, mm. uh, you know, the bled job for a cowboy emure like i steadily got heavier and heavier and, oh damn you know. okay <laughs> yeah dude i just I saw a tweet right before starting this that said uh that had the cdc right here and then and then <laughs> under oath here and then they were shaking hands and then the bottom said it's dangerous business walking out your front door <laughs> uh, the yeah. so great. meme game is strong right now. Meme it game is, is man. strong. Yeah. Everybody's holed up. I know. Yeah. I, I was just yeah. talking to my girlfriend today. It's like, or yesterday, it's like all the content creators are like, dude, I've been social isolating this whole time. This is all I do is I just yeah. sit in my apartment and come up with dumb shit for the whole internet to yeah. feast on. So you know, it's <laughs> like so all, the, all the YouTubers and all the like influencers on Instagram were like, oh yeah, this is where I thrive. Just being in my apartment going like, yeah. yeah for real. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and memers too. Justin, have you heard of the podcast Turned Out a Punk with Damien from Fucked Up? 
No. So you, you know the band Fucked Up? Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bands, by the way. I love them so much. Um, oh, yeah, solid stuff. Oh, God. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> one of those but, overlooked ones. Absolutely. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, my. My wife bought me the new Dose Your Dreams for my birthday, double mm. LP set. Uh, uh, I bump uh, it literally every day. It's, it's nice. one of my favorite records. But <laughs> awesome. He runs a podcast called Turned Out a Punk. Mm. And, um, and he has like old punkers, new punkers, and everyone kind of, you know, in and around the punk community. And he just did a call uh, with Mike Watt. That is oh. a phenomenal, phenomenal episode. It's so good hearing like all those fucking stories that Mike Watt has. It's just crazy. Yeah, man. he was kind of making the rounds for a while. He uh, yeah, he did a few podcasts, and I was like, yeah. oh, all right, he I gotta, has, I gotta listen. He has a he has, book that just came out, I think, and that's why he was kind of doing oh, some okay. rounds. Yeah, and he's got his own podcast too. I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but he does. Yeah. yeah, one of my buddies is on that one. It's so cool. Oh, um, yeah. I, I that, saw him uh, at the Growler Six. Oh God! Yeah, that sounds awesome. I have yeah. never oh. seen him live, but Ballhogger Tugboat changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about like that was one of those where punk rock piano like always surprises me. Yep. You know, where I'm like, I don't know if I like this, but I don't dislike it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. So well, a couple of times, it's the same thing where I'm like, this is, it, it has to be there, but I don't That's know like on entirely that, why. On that new fucked up record, right? Like they, the opening track like blares in and there's like a shitload of saxophones. I don't know how I feel about the punk sax. You know, yeah. I'm cool with the piano. I don't know how I feel about the punk saxophone. Yeah. I, I, I love that stuff. I love when people can sneak an instrument in a way that like is so ugh. like, oh, like cur cursive. Are... No, fucking banjo. <laughs> banjo can eat it. No, the only people who've done it sounds that. like you're describing the goddamn banjo. This is a great inside joke that everyone else will get. Uh, no, it's banjo can eat it. Uh, the Avett brothers are the people who did banjo the best oh and they, they did kind of punk rock. No, dude, seriously, before Rick Rubin got a hold of them, they were one of the most punk shows I had ever fucking seen. Calling out Rick most Rubin really? right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rick Rubin, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I don't want to blame Rick Rubin because they might have done this too. The Avets might have done that themselves. But no, it was probably they, Rick Rubin. They fucking, they were slamming when I saw them and they were like a banjo, a fucking double bass. Anyway, this is not where I wanted this conversation to go. <laughs> what I was talking about was cursive when cursive did uh uh their whole like slam and rock shit with cello at the heart mm, of God. it it was oh, awesome it was really what was that really the ugly fucking, organ yeah the ugly yeah, organ dude. man yeah. and it's oh. fucking incredible it's like so insane yeah it was wild i mean I, I used to show that to all my friends go like dude check out this fucking hard ass record with cello in it <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh it works out like even um I was thinking of fear when this oh, God, when we yeah. first like New York's all right if you like Love saxophones. Fear. And yep. then they put a saxophone, they throw a saxophone in there. And yep. um Yeah, dude. It it reminded me of Ned, how did you do with post punk? Uh I I I'm into it now. Like now yeah. is when I'm you know, and really Chris has been one of the people who's turned me on to most of those bands, but mm. all the sax um, bands, right? Yeah, sax all the heavy sax bass. All oh, those, I love all it. Those sweet, sweet sax bands. Oh. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but I, dude, I, I'm like, I'm kind of down for anything. Punk just for some reason has never grabbed me. I don't know why. I don't like. I tried. 
I've tried them. I feel like it's mm. kind of the genre where you're either all in or you're out mm. and there's no yeah. in between. Like you're either a fucking huge fan and you like scavenge the earth for more yep. or you're like, you're like, nah, I'm not, not my bag. You know, I feel like it's the same way with jazz too. Like no one like kind of listens to jazz. You either listen to jazz or you don't. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the closest I got with that was like, um, Chaz Bundick and like the oh. Madison Two and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when they when they did that uh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Um, collaborative thing and yep. I was like yep. this yep. is this is great yeah, yeah. yeah. probably end it here though yeah cool. yeah yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even jazz like I uh, I, no, I interviewed Madison Two and I was like how about this jazz record or like what are your influences in uh, jazz I'm like well we wouldn't really call it a jazz record I was like. Okay. Uh, <laughs> foot, foot in mouth situation. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll go fuck myself. So yeah. <laughs> it's like whoops. <laughs> I'm the critic here. I get to call it whatever genre I want. God. Oh God. That's so funny. Yeah. That was like when the Black Keys did that collab with uh Most Deaf. How was that? Cool. I didn't hear called, that at all. It's called Black Rock, is what it's called. B-L-A-Q-R-O-C, I think. Uh, uh, or maybe the C&Q swapped I'm not sure but they did a collab with Most Def that's really cool it's really cool but like I wouldn't call it, it I guess I'd call it hip hop I don't know I'd call it like slam poetry mm. with sick music behind it okay. <laughs> Black but Rock sounds like what Dan Auerbach's like parents called his music or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, but it's a cool collab nonetheless like it's oh, yeah. sweet, you know but like yeah I don't think hip hop heads are searching for the black rock lp anytime soon right oh yeah. no there was that joke too that uh somebody was like roasting a snoop dog and they're like he put out that that reggae album and it's snoop like if you lion yeah it's like it, you might have a snoop dog record but if you're uh if you're a reggae fan you might have it but if you're a reggae fan you definitely don't have his reggae album yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah uh, the best collab of all time, I think, in my humble opinion, is uh, Shaggy and Sting put out a record last year that came out on what? 420. Yeah. <laughs> I totally missed it. Yeah. They put out an album together, Shaggy and Sting, oh, wow. and uh, came out on 420. <laughs> no one was happy about it. No one was. No one was genuinely happy about it. We were yeah. all kind of like in that way. We're like, oh yeah, nice dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice, yeah. Sweet record. Death. I just want to know how that looked on paper. Like, who approached who, you know? It looked like somebody owed the label another album. And... Yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. is Sting a huge Shaggy fan? Like, does he bump wasn't me all the time? I what guarantee. Oh my God. I guarantee it was Sting <laughs> reaching out to Shaggy. I guarantee it. <laughs> it's like, hey, so, uh, you know, you got anything going on? I'm willing, free? I am willing to bet somebody went to sting sting's agent or whatever went to sting went like okay buddy we've got to do something to diversify this audience here uh uh listen let's try to it's it's like feels like politics to me i can just uh, maybe i'm just too entrenched in politics that i'm thinking about it this way but i'm sure that that's what happened i'm willing to bet they approached buster rhymes first and um couldn't get him yeah <laughs> yeah yeah what artists did they go through first that's a fun game to play yeah. how many knows how many knows before they got like what before number they got to shaggy, shaggy. <laughs> yeah it's like tom cruise with his wife search it's like yeah, that's exactly. yeah how many people did they have to go through before they went like katie holmes went like yeah all right oh, Lord. <laughs> fucking miserable who do you guys feel um feel guilty about not liking musically like mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a really good question 
Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Chris, you got somebody yet? Or uh, I don't want to have too much dead air on this bad boy, but I do. Oh, here, 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 I'll kick it off. I, I feel bad yes. about not liking REM and U2. I, I just don't get it. And I, I fucking I hate you too. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think I don't like you too, and I don't like, I don't care for REM, but yeah. I wish I did. Like, I wish I got it because it's there's so much. Like, yeah, <laughs> certainly Mine is mine's definitely a hot fucking take, and I apologize. Listen, you don't apologize for hot takes. That's the whole I point. Know, just come I in, know. Come yeah, in this is it, the baby. Breakfast Club right now. Just yeah, talk shit. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking can't stand that. Like that, those early like Buddy Holly, all that like bubblegum early rock pop. I love the Beatles. That's like the one I'm. I, I love the Beatles so much. Mm, the early but, like, Beatles. Yeah, I'm I'm more like uh I'm definitely more of like experimental era for sure, but I do mm. love those early rock songs. I think they're really great. But like all those like uh <laughs> I, like, I can't. I just can't. I can't, you know. Yeah. I just don't. Like they're they're cool when I'm like having breakfast with my mom. You know, <laughs> but like I just can't, you know. And like oh, honestly, the other one, the other one I really I don't like. I just can't. It's Frank Sinatra. Ah, oh, really? I know. Yeah, you're wrong about that one for sure. Yeah, a I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan. Yeah, he's cool. And El honestly, and Elvis. I'm like, Neh. oh, Neh. that's you're really wrong about Elvis. I did it. To, I told you I had hot takes. I know, I, I know, <laughs> Those I know. Are definitely well, hot takes. You're gonna be mad about mine. I mine is the Beatles. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> mine fair. is the Beatles. I like everybody just gushes and fucking gushes, yeah. and it's crazy. I I sit here and I listen to Beatles records, and I can't make it through. I, I mean, really? Any era, huh? No, I, I like I. I loved watching Eight Days a Week. I loved like, like watching documentaries about them. I think they are fascinating as like uh, and and the Rolling Stones too. I like Isn't I couldn't give a, I couldn't give a fuck about the Rolling Stones. The Beatles no, I get, but the Rolling Stones are really good. Like people all the yeah, time. People who are hot. freaks about the Stones, I'm like ugh. I just don't understand the Doors too. <laughs> the Doors I could give a fuck yeah, about. A oh, the Doors were there. a big. <laughs> we just oh, met oh, Robbie Krieger from the Doors. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and it was we're awesome. All, like, standing there, and he goes, "Uh, you guys know where the bathroom is?" And we're like, "Uh, I mean, know uh, who you are." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, in my way, I, Robbie Krieger. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking, I really. So I guess I, I maybe I should focus on the Doors and the Stones because the the Beatles, like, I get a little bit, but I feel guilty for not actually liking them. The mm. ones that I don't feel guilty about one bit, and that I will go to bat every time as somebody comes at me with the Doors or the Rolling Stones, I go like, get fucked. Both yeah. of those bands suck. I Stones for sure. I can't I, stand up. I don't but, get the Stones thing. I, yeah. I understand the stones less than the doors, but I understand the doors a pretty similar amount where I just yeah. feel like it's really all the doors are is like the band. I, I really don't understand Jim Morrison. I think Jim Morrison is like, didn't. Well, I, I think, think people were on way more drugs than we are now then. Yeah, maybe. And like, you know, it was yeah. like, it was like, they didn't, no one was streaming the doors. No, I, I'm willing to bet right. no one was even buying doors records until Jim Morrison died. And then it was, <laughs> it was like, oh, great, Dude. now we can have this. But I'm willing to bet mostly it was the live show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure. I'm sure that the doors are kind of like metal music where you just go like, yeah. well, you just had to be there. You get it if you're in front. Of, like if you see Jim yeah. Morrison whip his dick out and like that's how rock and roll it was. Like my like, my grandmother like, fucking yeah. loves the doors. That's like her favorite band. It's crazy. Did she I'm catch like, them? Why? Yeah, she used to get. Yeah, she's been to a bunch of their shows when she was young. 
Did you uh, did you ever get does to she talk avoid about... sugar cubes nowadays? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did she ever did she ever talk about how like uh was it the appeal of Jim Morris? It wasn't yeah, like kind of like sticking it to her parents yeah, like, want, loving the yeah. doors. Like that's what I feel was, like it was. Like <laughs> yeah. And and, and that was kind of punk rock before punk rock was yeah. happening, right? I mean, yeah. like it was like weird and kind of circusy yeah. and strange and parents listened to it and were like, What the fuck are you listening to, idiot yeah. kid? <laughs> yeah. You guys remember an almost famous um What's his face? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's uh-huh. just like the Doors. He's a drunken buffoon. A drunken yeah. buffoon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yep. oh, that's a the hot take. Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, <laughs> man. But I listen to him now, and I just think like that has no staying power to me. Wow. It just feels so like, oh, so what? You you played a fucking circus organ. Good for you. You know, like <laughs> and, that dude was easily the most talented yeah. dude in the band. And that part he was cool. playing. He was shredding on bass and on organ at the same time. You're like, <laughs> right. Which is cool, but it's not enough to make me go like, great, I need to listen to this over and over no. again. And Jim uh-huh. Morrison is just not a captivating singer to me no. in the least. Like, I'm mad about why Jim Morrison is popular. I, like, it's, <laughs> I, I don't understand. I'm a crusader Hot against the doors. Takes. Yeah. Anyway, so takes. take that, everybody. If you wanted a hot take, you get a fucking hot take. <laughs> so, who did you listen to in high school then? Uh, who, um, mm. who, before you started playing, anyway? Oh, yeah. Who, who put the instruments in your hands? Dude. This is so funny. I, I feel embarrassed every time I talk about this question because <laughs> all, all my music counterparts that I really respect do, immediately go like, Wow, that is not what I expected to come out of you, Ned. I hate it. But it's like Dave Matthews. Honestly, I like Dave Matthews. Talk about and, a fucking band I hate. Dude, <laughs> I I mean, and I really I've had to like do some soul searching about this. I've had to do some dude, he talk about somebody who really challenged a, a genre, like bringing in rhythms that hadn't hadn't even been thought about before in this fucking old like yokel fucking acoustic guitar playing stuff Uh, and the way that he sang like no one else was i mean at least for me uh, like he singing wise was really influential to me i like Mm. i i've and i think subconsciously i think kind of like singing along to his records has really influenced how i sing with sorry party where i'm just kind of like am willing to throw my voice around through falsetto and through kind of chest voice and whatever i want and not feel like i have to yeah logically climb up to that or anything like he really was a lot of like gives you room to breathe like that like i I respect the musicianship in dave matthews way more than i respect the musicianship of the rolling stones is that fucked up no Mm, but it's uh, i mean dude but it's it's because that band is comprised it's yeah they're just like all fucking it's jammy they're all motherfuckers yeah everybody's a motherfucker in that band i mean all drummers i know who are motherfucker drummers love carter beaufort who like like that dude is crazy yeah dude I mean, everybody makes fun of him, rightfully so, for being a little busy yeah. and using too many symbols. If you ever watch a live <laughs> video of Dave Matthews, if you haven't yet, it's really fun to watch Kurt Beaufort just like play mm. all the way across his eye view. Of symbols. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> as far as you can see, it's just symbols. But anyway, my uh, mine is probably on par. I was like, I so I'd been playing drums and taking like formal lessons like really young, like since I was like five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was always listening to pop music and hip hop and stuff. But like mm-hmm. when I came into my own was was when my buddy handed me um, that self-titled White Stripes album. Mm-hmm. That was that that that, that, that self-titled yeah. was the one that w- I turned it on. And that was the first time we were like, oh, my God, 
Because mm-hmm. I had I had loved the blues before, and like all my teachers, you know, in formal lessons and shit, were like, "Oh yeah, like I was introduced to like old school blues guys, and I was introduced to like rock and roll." But like the White Stripes were the first band that like put them together for me. Of like, oh shit, yeah, you can be fucking punk and blues and rock, and just like be going crazy. And yeah. that it was literally like a month after that record was when I like played with other people in a band for the first time. Oh, you wow. know? And that was like, that was probably like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade was when we started. My buddy got a guitar and an amp for his birthday. I had a drum set and then my other buddy played saxophone. And so oh. They used to just come over and play in my parents' basement all the time. And so that's literally how I start like it, but it was that White Stripes record. Yeah. And wow. then like, and then I jetted from there to like other kind of like UK blues rock influence stuff. Like um, the next like big record for me was probably whatever people say I am. That's what I'm not, but from the Arctic monkeys, that was like, yeah, Oh like, yeah. That record got me too. For me. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I stayed in that pocket. Like all my, my bands growing up were all like blues, rock, blues, punk, that kind of like, you know, all kind of white stripesy kind of sounding stuff or like heavy and hard, but like, still rooted in a lot of that like minor blues kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah. um and that that had me for a long time probably until i went to college that was like middle school through high school and then college i started opening up to more more stuff yeah you know, and i think i think it's probably true for both chris and me i know we've had this conversation a million times in the van that like that it it almost feels un, like when i try to tell people where our like my musical background was at that stage of my life like it was it's so diverse and so varied that like it almost is a mischaracterization to talk about one artist at all period you know like to like yeah. Yeah. Oh, i always i'm now i'm thinking i'm i'm hearing everybody listening to this podcast going like Ned, listen to fucking dave matthews alone, <laughs> and that was it but like but seriously like every record of that time like like was if it was arctic monkeys if it was like uh, i listened to a ton of ludicrous I really like I could rap, I could wrap you every single word off a word of mouth and then also oh. clips clips was really big on the east coast when they weren't out here because they were from Virginia that mm-hmm. was a rap group for those who don't know but now it's it's Pusha T and his brother uh oh, okay Malice. so Pusha T came from clips they were one of the first artists that Pharrell and the Neptunes really worked with so I listened to NERD I listened to them. I listened to Dave Matthews. I listened to Under Oath. Uh, I was like, you know, so it's like, and I think this kind of like vast array of music, I know that Chris has the same story, just like between punk and rap and blues and whatever else. It's like, we are such an amalgamation of all of these things. And it's probably true for most people, but but I think our music kind of reflects that in in like how you i don't know i know we have a hard time pinning our music down and going like cool we we sound like this and here's our elevator pitch for our band other than like it's evocative it's emotional it's big you know but it like Mm. not that we throw in rap beats in the middle of our rock tunes or anything well you haven't heard the new record yet justin (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're coming out with some fucking fire some Some fire some fire (laughs) bridges yeah got shaggy featured on a couple songs and sting on another but we didn't mix them you know yeah Yeah, they're no longer speaking so yeah Yeah. (laughs) after that last collab yeah yeah for sure well it's, it's big man yeah you guys definitely sound informed like everybody in the band mm. just knows cool music. that's nice you, you know it yeah it's i don't know it's it, it seems apparent that everybody is a fan you're not just playing music because you you know don't know what else to do like you're doing this because you absolutely love it you know yeah, yeah. it's and it's that 
I kind of have to, yeah. unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> I know my, my mom's wife is a professional musician and she was one of the first people to when I told, I was like talking to her going like, Hey, I think I want to do this thing when I was like 19. So like, if you can do anything else, you should do that. Damn. And, and not in like a mean way, but with like a kind of in a compassionate way too. just going like this life is hard. Oh, she knew what hard. she was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah. I mean, she was signed to Arista in the eighties and they fucking like dropped her right after they spent a quarter of a million dollars on her. And then oh. they, she had to recoup yeah, that, and, you know, had to declare bankruptcy because of that and had to give them her band name. Like all the, I mean, she really is one of these people who has, who has really gone through the ringer and is still doing it and is, and is incredible. She's, she's one of the best songwriters I've ever met. But she is. She was also the first person to ever say that to me. To go like, mm. Mm, if if really, if you can see yourself doing anything else, you should do that. Just because wow. you know, and we should all like respect people who are pursuing music as a career for that reason. I mean, like, I think we. I don't know. I know I have a tendency to kind of not give people the reverence they deserve in that way. Just mm. like, hey, man, you're doing it, and this is fucking tough and good for oh, you. Yeah. Well, it's such an investment of time and money, and and oh, and just. God energy mental energy that like yeah. especially songwriting yeah like it's it's uh i'm not a musician so to me this is all just magic you know like I, it's incredible that anybody can play anything let alone play good play great stuff that sure. you know that i can yeah. just have on repeat constantly yeah like around that um around your hi-hat show especially i was just just listening to you guys and i was like this is incredible stuff. Like, I, I don't know what to do with it. Like, I just, you know, I just want it just to play. Yeah. You, know? you and everyone else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to tell no, people about kidding. it. And, you know. Yeah, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. I, yeah, I think dude, we, we need as many advocates like you as we can get. And, and really, you know, it's people like y'all who, who make our careers and make it worth it for us. One thing, do. like, we're so thankful for is, like, you know, those, those numbers, you know, that we kind of started this whole thing talking about, right. Those like Spotify numbers are not uh, people who just found us through a playlist, right? Like what I'm really proud of and, and so appreciative for is we always have the core group of like 70 people, 75 people who are at every single show yeah you know what i mean every single show they're buying every single thing we put out they're pushing everything we do and like that is massive you know what i mean like that is it makes me feel like okay cool like this isn't for nothing like because people wouldn't support it if they didn't genuinely believe in it right and it's like i don't support bands i don't genuinely believe in typically you Mm. know so it's like you know there's so much choices that it does feel really great to know like okay like uh so so thankful for like people like you and and, you know all of the friends and and other artists who are out at every single show it's just it's crazy you know it's it's it makes it all worth it and and we we try to be invested and those people as well. I mean, that's a big important part of it for us is like, we, we talk about this a lot where this is, this is us like building a, a family. It's a chosen family more than it is like a fan base and more than it is, a, you know, like I think a lot of artists think about it that way, but, but really for us, like at the shows, you will catch us actually talking with everyone after the show and saying, Hey, to literally everybody who is in there to see us because those, these are our people. Like they're, yeah. you know, some of them yeah. are our friends and some of them we don't have big strong relationships with outside of that interaction where we are seeing each other at shows but 
those interactions are important to us. And it, and it feels like calling somebody on the phone and it feels like, going like, Oh, Hey, Justin, it's good to see you again, man. Like, how's everything been? And that's a genuine question. It's not just trying to pass time or trying to give you your propers or whatever. It's like, this is, that's what it's about for us. It's about, yeah, you're not doing that. People. You're not doing the LA thing of just, you know, no. rubbing elbows for the sake of no, it. Like of what I, not. what I really loved about uh, when I first met you guys was at, um, at uh, Highland Park Bowl. You, you weren't playing. It was, um, it was Cass. Cass was playing and you guys were there. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. Oh, no, no, no. You guys were playing that night. No, we, we, I, yeah, we shared the bill that night, I think. You did share the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and my, my favorite part of that was like meeting you guys for the first time and then, and just acting like we were old friends. Yeah. Almost, yeah. you know, it's like you just, <laughs> yeah. you guys are both very personable and I didn't meet anybody else in the band, but like, <laughs> I only met you two. Um, but you're, yeah, just very personable and very grateful that that the room was full. It was, it was, you know, yes. it's it's very nice because, you know, when you have your pick uh, of shows of venues, especially in L.A. Uh, at any given night, you know, not in, oh, not recently, exactly. but like, oh yeah, it's so cool to 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 find bands that are just happy to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like load out and get the fuck out of here, you know. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, it's it's a valuable experience every time for us. At least we try to make it be. I mean, like I think we'd be lying if we said like we're really always a hundred percent fully present at every show. But like it is our intention to be pr- fully yeah. present at every single show and to try to be there with the people we're there with and 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 we try to. I mean, a part of that is we're demanding that of the audience too. I, I think mm-hmm. that's what makes our show special. Is that like in every show you can hear us and feel us trying to like pull the crowd almost on stage with us is what it feels like to me sometimes where like I wish we could play in the middle of the room but you know the Uh venues aren't always set up that way and I don't know that that would be sonically the best and and really the most enjoyable for people but that's what Mm. I wanted to feel like I wanted to feel like we're all sitting in a living room together or that we're all like yeah right there you know instead of having it be a other other and then us you know like yeah we're the unattainable ones on stage. You guys shut the fuck up. We're going to talk now. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, both my parents are ministers. I grew up in churches and that's very much what a good church service feels like. And I, and, and music has kind of become my church and has become mm. like my God and has become my, all that stuff. And so like, it's very personal for, for me and getting to create that environment feels like that, you know? Oh yeah. It's especially, yeah. Coming from the worship service. Um, atmosphere right like you you know yeah. i i know exactly what that i grew up at uh in calvary chapel mm-hmm. um and it was the same thing just like worship service before the actual service everybody's into it sometimes like they're usually at a stage but like um sometimes it was just like in a room in a yeah. little room just to get yeah. people going and it, that that energy is always i think it always should be welcome you know yeah totally and it, and it's it's calling it what it is too like i i I in the south I went going to a couple of those like real new wave kind of southern baptist mm. services and I and not I'm sure not all of them are like this again I don't want to like shit on anybody but I think that like there is I got mad at some of those because they were using the power of music and the power of rock and roll to be truthful mm. to to sell people on this idea uh, instead of like being genuine about it instead of actually like trying to make a connection that was real they were trying to pull emotions out of people 
mm. all, all facetiously. It felt like for their own benefit, it felt kind of like yeah. dark a little bit. And and so I think part of what we do, it feels like taking the power back. It feels like going like, no, motherfuckers, y'all don't get rock and roll. Rock and roll is for is for this. Like this is real. It's for like, the heathen Satanists. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it is, and it and, and it's God. It's church. It's it's you know, it's a savior. It's a whatever. It's it's cleansing. It's all this stuff that people want at a church except without the the bullshit like you know like I, I just you know and that again I feel bad I'm like shitting on my parents <laughs> profession but like it's not and it's not that like I, I you know I think that stuff is for people but but for me it really feels honest and genuine and like we're not I really want to make sure that people know what they're getting when they come to our show and they know that we're not doing this in a in a sinister way we are doing this in a purely open but like, please give us your emotions. We will give you ours and we can be in a vulnerable place together where we all feel safe to feel something. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's really powerful. That's the time where like, I feel like crying. It's the time where I feel like falling into somebody's arms, you know, be it a stranger or someone that I know, you know, like that's, that's the experience I want our show to feel like. And, yeah. and that's what we're trying to take back from those kind of things of like, we're not going to ask you, we're going to ask you for some money. We're going to ask you for some money <laughs> up front and to keep this thing going. And also so that you can get a shirt and share us and be a part of our family, you know, but like, it's not in that way of like, Hey, give us a bunch of stuff and we'll promise you some sort of ethereal thing. We're going to promise you real <laughs> companionship and real connection and real here now humanism rock and roll this is us connecting anyway that's yeah that's that's incredible because it's it's not just another show it's it's a right. fellowship i mean call it like you said call it what it is it's a fellowship totally. yeah this, this is exactly it's church yeah you know? yeah it's a heathenistic agnostic we don't need to say whether or not we know that something is it's yeah it's like connecting to the the divinity and us Mm -hmm. like that that's what i like about it it feels like going like you're holy i'm holy she's holy he's holy they're holy like like we're all doing this is that's what i mean the lord's work i don't mean actually the lord or jesus or any kind of religion it's like the kind of john whatever bonham. yeah the john bonham <laughs> we're, we're praising john <laughs> john's that's, us <laughs> oh that's kind of a band i'm not super into led zeppelin kind of so uh, another hot take there that is a hot take. Yeah, I mean, on that one. Greta Van, Greta Van <laughs> Fleet has ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Oh man, I I uh, I was late to the to the criticism of Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have been shitting on them a year ago if this was the right time to podcast. Oh yeah, well, like because it had already been out for say probably a year. That one, yeah. I forgot what the name of the song was. Where just the video and his voice. And the guitar, I was just like, what? Yeah, I can't remember what that song like, is. Like, this is a solid cover band. And, like, there is a case to be made for a good <laughs> cover a band. a solid cover band. Because <laughs> they're great solid. musicians. They know what they're doing. They yeah. know exactly what they're doing. And that, that dude sounds just like Robert Plant. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how much They found all the riffs on ultimateguitar.com. Uh -huh. <laughs> I wish I could remember what that song's called. I know exactly what you're talking about. I could sing it to you right now, but I, anyway, that's, I don't want to be a cover of a cover. <laughs> anyway. Mm. Yeah, dude. So anyway, that's, that's what it's about for us is really, we want to be pulling people in for that. Yeah. And I, so everybody who's listening, come to our show, come see us. Please. That's, yes. That's, 100%. We have new music.
Can we have so much written? We're going to be putting it out. Just be cool. Yeah, and that's a that's a fun thing about this time too, right? Like I think it's challenging all of us. Like we had these plans to be like really not overproduced, but we wanted to like go into a nice studio and like really do the thing. We were working with somebody that we really love and respect, but like this is a fun Chris and I both keep going like, okay, fuck it. Let's just get back to the punkness and do a DIY and like not have to wait on anybody and not have to, like we can do it from our homes yeah. right here right now and see what that sounds like and yeah. like be open and honest about that process to like, this was a forced DIY, but we're, we're doing it, you know? Right. No, adversity, uh, <laughs> our characters built through adversity, right? And like, you know, well, that's not even the expression I was going for. Uh, I just just yeah. spewed something out that made no sense. Oh yeah, I've heard that it one. It made before. sense. Yeah. No, no, I've heard that one. Oh, before. it makes sense. I don't think it was contextual. <laughs> like, uh, what, what was the adversity right? breeds character, something like that? Yeah, yeah, but I was going for like um, necessity is the mother of invention. Oh, yes. right. so, there like, it yeah. is. Yeah, There's like, yeah, that truism. Let me just nice. like pull out my 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 phone for all these little yeah all these little axioms. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, but but seriously, like it's uh, everybody's streaming now, which is really cool. the The game's going to change entirely. It's going to totally yes. change. It's going to yeah. totally change. Yeah. Instead of instead of a pressure after this, I I instead of I I, I thought of this the other day and went and got crazy anxiety from it instead, <laughs> instead of uh, people being so focused on going to live shows and doing venues you're gonna see all of these artists doing paywalls of five ten bucks and then you get in to the live stream of them and you can talk with them and ask you questions it's gonna totally change them. yeah yeah um, which i guess that's good for bands like ours who believe in getting into the venue but like you know it's just it's gonna totally and it's even with movies i mean this is the big this is the big experiment do movie theaters need to exist right can mm. they make just as much money releasing movies for rent to stream right like, oh so sure this is going to be the whole the big test all around right mm-hmm. of, of all mediums of art and media and everything yeah mm-hmm. what do we actually need what will people do you mm-hmm. know and i think there is a, i think there is totally a market of people who will just hmm. stream concerts now you know from a studio somewhere um, right. and and pay five ten bucks to go see it and they're happier than a pig and shit you know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i watched man. the dropkick murphy stream it was fucking tight oh that's cool yeah yeah it is i wonder i i know I, i've been thinking about that a lot does that is that uh is that more connected or is it less connected is it more connected because cool. everybody gets a front row seat right we all get to be mm-hmm. right here with mm-hmm. each other instead yeah. of like kind of across the room or across the table in this setting and uh but i i think there's got to be something magical about the actual physical connection to, to somebody Absolutely. and i i know I, it's got me scared uh, in that way like i but also i think i think what we're going to see is a is the live show becoming even more cult following e like a, like kind of mm. more like there are like 10,000 people in every city that love religiously going to stuff all the time yeah and and that's you know i think it's going to breed more intimacy in that way right you know but but you're kind of every man is going to be able to enjoy this setting and feel closer because the the virtual connection is real too in that way like i think it's it's intimate in its own right and people feel connected i mean you know it it is for sure and i i would agree that um a dropkick murphy's stream would be great because sometimes you don't want to go to a a dropkick murphy show you know like uh, it's it's kind of a or tell your friends that you like them yeah you'll 
you'll get to be guilty fans of bands yeah. uh, more easily. That's funny. Oh, see, like, but like, you know, take that Pale Hound show we went to, Justin, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Like that, my experience at that Pale Hound show was because there were people there I knew and we all got to hang out and be there together. That's the part mm. that like you miss out on, right? Like, yeah, sick. I streamed the Dropkick Murphy set. I saw them play Ship It Up to Boston while I sat on my couch eating fucking Cheetos. <laughs> you know, like... But, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody about how good that show was. Right. But I'm going to go like, yo, me and my friends saw Pale Hound and it was fucking sick at the Roxy. Yeah. You know, it was like super uh, comfortable. And everyone was all, you know, I mean, like, that's the shit, you know, that like people are going to go like, oh, yeah, like those are the concerts they're going to talk about. Oh, fuck it. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. the live streaming thing. Like, I always wondered why what why it didn't kick off in the first place. Coachella started doing it a couple years ago. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure a few others were. And that- like it's great but uh because uh, why not stream a show you know like um uh what's this place rock and roll hotel in dc they just recently yeah. closed down but they used to um uh, stream the the stage like upstairs yep and i thought well why not just put that online, that, online. that's that'd be pretty cool too yep. not the same like you said it's I, I, I'm not going to stop going to shows. That's for sure. Right, um, and like all my friends are at shows. I, I spend a lot of time in Pomona um, where just there's always something going on and I'm yep. always running into people I know. And, you know, as we, as, as, as time passes and we get more specialized in, in, in the things that we do and how we spend our time, maybe you're not spending all your time with your friends anymore. So going to shows or recording or whatever it is, like, Anything to bring you together, I think, is exactly. important. And yeah. shows, I think, in uh, you know, for for us anyway, it's ideal. You know, right? Yeah, and I, I don't think there's any replacement for feeling the the kick coming through your chest or the subwoofer pumping bass through your body, or 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 really feeling the sweat come off of somebody doing a yeah. hair whip or what? You know, like there's just no no fucking replacement for that. And and I mean, it's the same like. I would never take it. I would never choose this over getting to actually hug somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't, there's no replacement for the physical. And, and so I think, you know, I think it'll still live on. And I know that it, I feel like we're going to keep kind of Don Quixote style searching the, the, yeah. you know, for the, the live show magic that we've, we're always, you know, trying to get there and trying to have the, the physical connection with the thousands and thousands of people rather than, you know, just the, the 50 people or, but the 50 people feels really good too. And I think people who have the thousands and thousands want the 50 people. Oh yeah. How many of those bands miss the small venue? Uh-huh. You know? We literally, we got, so we, we were on tour and we got to go hang out with, I have a buddy who's really good friends with the lead singer from Dawes uh, with Taylor uh, and, and, he we were just happened to be in the same illinois we were in normal illinois Bloom- called. bloomington well yeah so normal is right next to bloomington bloomington is where the big <laughs> college is and so we were in normal and we were staying there with with some family friends and then we i you know we just heard from that family friend that dawes is in town we reached out we got to go hang out with dawes after their set and we were showing them our tour van we were talking about touring and they were we told them we were a band and they were like oh cool sick and they were like totally wanting to chop it up about the old days yeah, the yeah. current days for us. And it, you could just feel it from them. They were like, they were all going like, man, we miss that. 
Like yeah. we miss, we miss being where you guys are. Like, yeah, it sucked and that it stinks and you're hungry and you eat yeah. dumpy ass food and mm-hmm. you never sleep and you drink too much and you do all the bad stuff and you get a sore throat or whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, but they were like, yeah, we're about to go climb in the van. We're about to go climb in the bus and climb into our little bunk. And then they're going to drive us to the next city. We're going to wake up and be in the next city yeah. and play it. And like, and there's something really romantic and beautiful about where we are. And, and so I, I think like to that point, I, I could totally feel it from them. We're going like, hmm, man, shit. They miss really, it. The good old That was days. great. Yeah. It's great getting to play to 50 people. It's incredible. And mm. that, that, that can be just as electric, oh, yeah. I think. And so anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I talked to this band called uh, Lost in Society out of Jersey. Cool. Uh, they came all the way out to Fullerton in a in a van because um, they just there's this one spot that they played a couple of times and they you know always draw a little crowd. It's a little skate shop called yeah Program, program dude. Uh, I love Program. Yeah, yeah. Program rocks. It's great. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's tiny. That's that's not a venue. That's mm-hmm. you know oh, they, yeah. they left a, they left all the clothes. Oh yeah. Like clothing yeah. racks up so it's a little crowded <laughs> and you buy some bands while you're there. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I was talking to them uh, before their set in a brand new van that they had bought. Um, they all chipped in, and I was like, "Why not fly? Why not? You know, there's not the same. Yeah, a couple options." And yeah, and they're like, "We first off, we bought the van to um, solidify this work that we're doing." They're like, "An old beat up van. If it breaks down, we can't tour anymore. More incentive to just kind of wrap it up." Yeah. Um, so they bought this brand new van. They're like, "It's super expensive, and we're all in it." and we're driving we are going to drive this thing all over i yeah. love it like, I love that's it. great and even to just a, a place like program or right i think they were playing warp tour or something like that too Any, it's just like big or, small whatever yep, it is doesn't matter anywhere anywhere there's people who want to see it you know yeah, yeah. it's yeah. i mean it is that's the magic part like you're talking about justin that's the that's the magic mm-hmm. you know love it. That. yeah dude ah uh, well thanks for doing this guys Dude, thank you for having so us. Fun. We've so been, fun. we are at, uh, oh, anytime, by the way. Yeah, we, we can do this more and more. And awesome. <laughs> we have time now. Awesome, we like to, man. We like to chop it up. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, this is always fun. Uh, yeah, we're at it over an hour. So Great. Hell yeah. Yeah, that worked out. That 40-minute limit did not, uh, <laughs> did not stop us. Did not hinder all. us. No. Awesome. Cool. Um, so anything, uh, I mean, we've kind of been doing it throughout but uh anything to plug for the end sure yeah we got uh we're definitely gonna have some new music coming out so um you know follow us uh on our band camp is in spotify that's where we do all of our musical bidding mm-hmm. uh yep. you know all the socials of course and we're gonna be on a live show tear as soon as we're able to get those back up and running and and, yep. and celebrating the the community in person. So mm-hmm. uh, just stay on, yeah. On Spotify, does a really good job of keep be, keeping people up to date with what our shows look like, and also all of our socials. We're we are constantly posting on that and yep. keeping that right and tight. So I I love that Spotify feature actually. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. Me it's too. so helpful. It's yeah. how I find out about most like bigger concerts. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would have like otherwise I'm just looking up venue by venue, you know, like I have a folder in my browser like yeah. just go down the list who's playing where. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll catch you all out at our show or at someone else's show and we'll be doing it. Cool. And I'll be uh I'll be singing your praises from from this end. So. <laughs> Thanks man. Us to you as well. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. You're, oh, you're doing right. the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> Trying. <laughs> 
All right, y'all. All right, hey. I'm going to stop.